Endurance Horse Podcast, every mile a memory, where endurance riders from all across the globe gather, sharing their stories, goals and progress as they train for and compete in endurance events at every level. So kick off your shoes, pull up a chair and listen as we gather around the virtual campfire and listen to friends from across the world. How are you doing? I can't believe we're finally here. It's so good to have you. Welcome to episode one of the Endurance Horse Podcast, and thank you for growing with us. Let me introduce myself. I'm a photographer, and I will have to say horses are my favorite thing to photograph, and I'm a lifelong horsewoman. Um, I've been married to the same wonderful man for 25 years. I can literally say that I have been riding since before I was born. My mother had a huge white Appaloosa with the big black spots all over his rump. His name was War Dance, and I just still think that's the, the coolest name for an Appaloosa. She rode him all over the place while she was pregnant with me, so I guess I have to credit her for uh, making me a little horse-crazy girl that grew up to be a horse-crazy woman. How did I find endurance riding that i'm going to share i'm going to wait to the end of the podcast to share that but for now i want to really know how you're all doing have you been able to get out to the trails to ride i tried to get out today i had two rides planned though honestly the wind was super high today and i opted to stay home and work on episode one of the podcast and aren't you glad i did because now here you have it staying home today i had a little bit of fun um with my almost 18 year old gelding He is one in a million horse in more ways than one, and I guess this winter he decided to be one in a million in another way. He um, suffered a kick in the pasture, and he broke his leg. Uh, He actually broke a bone in his shoulder. The bone that goes from his elbow to his shoulder fractured right right down the side of it. Now when working him back, he had some muscle damage. So luckily when he was a young horse, I had some liberty work with him. He loves it and there's a lot of stretching involved. And that's what I did with him today and he just eats that up. He, um, I also got a little bit of time with my youngest son. Um, my husband and I adopted two children a couple of years ago, about six years ago. And Back then, they were four years old and six years old, and now they're 10 and 11, uh, almost 12. Our daughter's almost 12. But my my youngest son loves to help cook, and um, we were making lasagna today and blasting music in the kitchen and sliding around in our socks and just having a good old time. So I, I did get to have some fun, and I did get this episode done. I did want to talk a little bit about how my conditioning is going. It's going pretty lightly. <laughs> I've been working with our mare a lot, Faith, going back over spook training with her and trying to work with her over different scary things just so that she can uh, face those challenges with confidence when we come across them out on the trails. It seems like the, the ones getting the most conditioning around here lately are my husband and myself and our little boy because we've been training for a 5K. We're going to be doing that in a month. So that has really opened up my eyes to just exactly what it's like for the horses to get conditioning. I've been reading a book and using some methods from the book. After getting in shape for several weeks, you you just really enjoy going out and doing the work. And I know that all of you riders know that, that your horses are motoring down those trails 
with their ears up and they're happy and they're happy to be at the ride and they're happy to be doing their job. Training myself to run a race has really given me an appreciation that, you know, a lot of these horses, if you do it right and you don't overdo it, they absolutely love to go out there and cover ground. So don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Don't let anybody tell you that it isn't good for them. I mean, we all know somebody that has a horse in their 20s probably that's still out there eating up the trails. In this episode, you are going to be introduced to some pretty fascinating people. Today, you're going to hear from some lifelong horse people. And I think that's important for us to realize that just because somebody's new to endurance doesn't mean they're new to horses. There are some people who have zero miles, but they've been volunteering at rides. And there's people that probably have more miles than we ever will. Um, One person in particular, a few more seasons, and she will have gone around the circumference of the world. And so you all know that means that she's probably already done the circumference of the world five times in conditioning miles alone, right? And I truly hope you enjoy the journey today. So without further ado, I bring to you episode one of the Endurance Horse Podcast. Hi there. My name is Jen Joins. I'm a 29-year-old chemical engineer living in Fullerton, California, which is about 45 minutes southeast of Los Angeles. I have two horses, a 12-year-old paint mare and a 6-year-old mini mare. I've been riding about 20 years, but my paint is my first horse, and I bought her as a gift to myself when I graduated college. She and I have been together for the past six years and have competed in a variety of disciplines. We decided to try endurance after we won a buckle in our first season of Gymkhana. We lived for the trail and I thought it would be fun to try. We started conditioning in November of 2015 and we tackled our first LD in 2016 uh, in June. I did a lot of research online, but I didn't know anyone in the sport, so it was definitely a sink or swim kind of attitude. I even had to beg a ride off of another rider as I didn't have a truck or trailer to get myself to the event. We barely completed the LD and I learned a whole heck of a lot during the ride as well as in camp. Everyone was super friendly and incredibly helpful and just willing to, you know, explain whatever they were doing and help me get my girl where I needed to get her. Um, I changed my conditioning plan after that ride, but uh, my girl got hurt just after RLD. We managed to bring her back, and we actually changed barns to give me better access to conditioning trails, and we came back stronger than ever. Our next ride was the 35-mile LD at 20 Mule Team in February of 2017. It was our longest ride to date, and we definitely turtled it, but we did finish. Um, We kept up our season and hit up the LD at Los Padres in April, and it was our first top 10. It was the coolest feeling to be told by a friend when we came in for our vet check, uh, what are you guys doing here? And when I looked at her, I'm like, what do you mean? We're here for our vet check. She goes, you're in like ninth place. Why are you here so fast? So that was a real big, uh, ego and confidence boost, you know, to be able to top 10 with a paint instead of an Arabian. Um, our next one was Montana de Oro, which was in June of 2017. And we also top 10 there. And that was cool as well. Um, It was a surreal feeling to be told to strip my saddle off and get on the scale. And I was, I even told the person, like, only top 10 are supposed to weigh in for BC. I'm not top 10. They looked at me, they're like, yes, you are. 
get your saddle off and get on the scale. So it was, it was a really big, big thing for me to be able to top 10 with her. Um, but then we had tragedy strike. She was diagnosed with severe lung problems and her career came crashing down. Um, and that was just a month after we top 10 at Montana de Oro. Um, but, uh, during our endurance career, I adopted a mini to be a companion for my paint. And when we got her, Cricket could barely walk 500 feet, much less any further. Um, we decided to start conditioning her so she could become more healthy and active. And uh, I would take the mini out super slowly for walks on the trail while my friend, uh, who's a junior, would take my paint and basically did laps around us on the trail. Um, my junior wanted to try endurance, but I only had my paint. And since I didn't know anyone at the time, I couldn't borrow a horse. And I looked into it, and that's when I realized the bylaws didn't state that you had to ride your horse. So we started prepping the mini for an intro. Uh, we showed up at the Descanso ride in May of 2017, and people thought I was absolutely crazy. Uh, the vets went wild to vet her in, and we walked the entire intro. It took us almost six hours to go the 18 miles. But it was fun. We, uh, when we were passed out on the trail, people would cheer us on. And when we hit the midway vet check, we trotted into cheers of, oh my God, Cricket made it. And it was just so cool to see everybody support my insane plan. <laughs> you know, despite people going, oh my gosh, you're going to kill your mini trying to do this. Um, so fast forwarding almost a year, I, I've managed to get Keech, my paint, um, I've managed to get her lung problems under control with medication um, at least well enough to get her back into slow intros, maybe not necessarily LDs. We'll see if we can get her back there, but enough to get her into intros. So we just did our first intro after her retirement a few weeks ago at 20 Mule Team. And I took the pony. Um, the vet went bananas over cricket when we vetted in. And this time my paint keech carried my newbie friend through the ride and they acted as my support vehicle. They carried my water, um, cricket's vet card and some snacks. This 15-mile uh, intro had a time limit of three and a half hours on it, and I was very concerned that my legs wouldn't make it in time. But we sailed through the course, enjoyed the scenery, and had a good time. Not only did we finish on time, we actually took fourth place, which floored me. I have no idea how that ever happened, but it did. Um, when we got to the finish line, my friend took Cricket over so she could get a drink at the water trough so I could just collapse on the ground for a few minutes. <laughs> um, after I got up, we walked into camp and the vet who checked us in came running over saying, oh my gosh, you guys made it. She took Cricket's lead rope from me, proclaimed her a queen of endurance and that she deserved front of the line access to the vets. So she walked Cricket over to the vet check <laughs> and all the vets just started laughing and, and everything when they saw us come over. Um, I was interviewed by the ride manager about our ride right after my vet check, but it was pretty much an awful interview. I was absolutely incoherent um, I was definitely exhausted, um, but I went and we took care of the horses and I went back to go volunteer and was told that the vets wanted me to bring the pony back. And I was freaking out thinking that, oh gosh, maybe they were going to take away my completion or whatever, you know, who knows what they were thinking. And when I got over there, they told me they wanted to film cricket doing trot outs for a lameness symposium. And I'm like, okay. Uh, it was hysterical. Everyone fell in love with my sassy little pony. And as we're doing these trot out videos, she's sitting there calling and carrying on and, and having her little opinion hollered to the world. 
Um, so it was a ton of fun. But uh, we have plans to do the Fire Up intro with her in April and the Descanso intro with her in May. And I'm hoping that I can get both girls conditioned well enough to try to fight through the Bill Thornburg LD in October. Um, while there's been one other mini who successfully completed an LD in the state of California, it was only 25 miles. I really want cricket to be the longest distance running mini in the history of AERC. And if we can successfully make it through the LD in October, which is a 30 miler, we may just set our sights on a 50 next year. I'm just going to run into trouble with the big one because she won't be able to do the 50. I'm going to lose my support vehicle. So maybe I can bum a support vehicle from a friend. We shall see. Hello, this is Philip Himanka. I'm a U.S. endurance rider. I've been riding endurance for over 10 years. And um, I started this sport because I thought it was a win-to-win situation for me to be and keep in good shape and also to keep my horses in a good shape. I think exercise is good for any creature and um, especially aerobic exercise. So I think this, besides being a challenge, it was kind of a goal for life. It was um, very inspiring to see older people in their 70s or even 80s still doing endurance. So that is, it was a motivational, um, almost like a motivational speech to me that called me to the sport. As I started doing the, the rides and I going to different places and uh, knowing uh, and meeting uh, more riders, he became more motivated, uh, almost to the point that I say it's kind of a addictive because it's such a challenge, it's such a great sport to be outdoors and uh, not only in competition but also in training. So I have uh, over 3,000 miles in competition over these 10 years. I've done Tevet, finished it, and um, and done some other really beautiful and challenging rides. I've been ride manager and I've been also a trail master and I helped put on some endurance rides and gave back to the sport, what made me feel happy and proud. Also, um, one of the most beautiful things that I like about the sport is that it's, uh, it's an ongoing thing. It's not something that you do once in place and it's not about a, a first place, but it's about, it's about the condition of your course, the commitment you have with, uh, with life and the commitment you have with the earth. So it's a more of a spiritual uh, challenge and it's, that's why it's so rewarding. The other, the other thing that I really like about uh, endurance is that since you're spending so much time with your horse, you create a bond, a bond that is gorgeous because it's it's almost um, it's a it's an it's spiritual thing between you and an animal that creates um, um, compatibility over time that it's hard to uh, hard to express until you feel it, until you go in the trail for hours and hours and your horse almost does what you're thinking. And sometimes it doesn't, but anyway. Um, this is most of uh, what, I, what I would like to share with you. And uh, 
please keep riding, get motivated. This is a fantastic sport. And just keep in mind that it's for the well-being of your soul and of your of your animal and uh, also the physical condition and, um, and the stamina and all the good things that being in shape uh, brings, uh, brings to your life. Thank you for inviting me for this uh, podcast and I'll be glad to do it again. Bye. My name is Daryl Owen. I'm an endurance rider and I live in Whakatane, New Zealand. Whakatane is in the Bay of Plenty on the east coast of the North Island. We have a mild climate with most of our rainfall traditionally happening at night, so nice days to ride and plenty of rain to make the grass grow. So far we are having a nice autumn. The very hot and humid summer days seem to be behind us for the moment and the temperatures have been really pleasant this past week or so. I've been doing endurance for about 12 years. I don't own my own horses, but I was very fortunate to have been put in touch with an Arab breeder and endurance rider when I first moved to this area. He offered me the ride on one of his horses and I've been riding for him ever since. Between us and one other lady who rides with us, we have five horses in work. Two of them are mine to train and compete. Mike has two and Ruth mostly rides the other one. Having said that, we operate as a team and try to have a bit of a season plan about what horses are going out when. The two horses I ride, Miro Bay Plenty, Salty, and Miro Lou, Scratch, are full brothers. They are purebred Arabian out of a mare named Fran Lee and by Arana Satu. The mare on the team, Miro Benik, is full sister to my two, and the two younger geldings are half-brothers, again purebred Arabian. Despite being full brothers, my two have very different personalities. Salty knows absolutely everything there is to know about anything and isn't shy about telling you so. Scratch just wants to go fast, everywhere. But they do both listen and we've come to an understanding that I am actually the boss. As with any Arabian, you have to prove yourself worthy of them. I helped to break or start Salty and I did all the work on Scratch myself. They were both started at five years of age. Salty is now coming up 14. We're in our eighth full year of endurance together, so tracking towards our Decade Team Award. Scratch is now 12, so in his sixth year of competition. Salty has completed over 4,000 kilometres of endurance competition successfully, with three successful 160km, 100-mile completions. Scratch has just passed the 3,000k milestone and has two 160k completions, both with foreign riders, so I'm hoping to add one with my name on at our upcoming nationals next week. I started riding at five years old, but took a 20-year break in the middle with career and family. We had been living abroad, and when my husband and I came home for a holiday in 2003, I was introduced to endurance by my mother. My mother had been doing endurance for about 30 years. She was very well known in the sport, unbeknown to me. She's a previous winner of our North Island Champs and has been involved in all aspects of the sport. She woke me up one morning and said, come on, we're going for a ride. Little did I know, she meant a 40-kilometre office endurance ride. The day after that ride, my horoscope in the local newspaper read, you will be introduced to a new sport which could prove expensive. I kid you not, that's actually what it said. When we moved back to New Zealand for good later that year, I was well and truly hooked by endurance. But it wasn't until a couple of years later that I teamed up with Mike and started competing regularly and developing horses from scratch. What I love about endurance is the chance to see so much of our beautiful country by horseback. I love the personal challenge of developing a horse from the beginning of its career and I love that it's not all about winning. It's about the personal goals you set for yourself along the way. Last year I won the Distance Rider Trophy for ESNZ Endurance. That had been my goal for a number of years because to win it means that I've looked after my horses, ridden well and completed almost every ride I've started. I love that it gives my riding purpose and to quote one of our other members, the type of riding I enjoy can legitimately be called training. 
So in the past couple of years, we've changed things around a bit. We're feeding them differently and training less, and they look amazing. We've also kept much better training records of heart rates and distances trained. If nothing else, it's made me feel as if I know what I'm doing a bit more. The first of my season goals is always to have a 100% completion rate. Our season has gone pretty well so far, and more than that, I'm not prepared to say until we are all done. My next goals for this season were for Salty to reach 4,000 kilometres and Scratch to reach 3,000. This gets them onto the scroll of merit. We've achieved that. My next goal was for both to complete the 160 kilometre at our North Island Champs, which they both did with Australian riders on board. I'd love to retain the distance rider trophy, and our team also won the Breeders' Trophy last year. My current goal is to win a 160k completion buckle with Scratch at Nationals. I'm really not looking any further than that at this point. So our journey to Nationals will take us several days. We head away on Saturday and will arrive at base on Wednesday, ready to compete the 160km on Friday. Salty will hopefully have his day on Sunday in the 120. So all going well and fingers and toes crossed, my next instalment will have news from the South Island. Butterflies are starting already. Hi, my name is Brooke Spears and I'm from Houston, Texas, but I currently live in San Marcos for college. I go to Texas State University. The weather lately has been nice and sunny. I love that it's getting warmer and it hasn't really affected my riding. I love to ride in this kind of weather, but honestly, I'll ride in anything if I have the chance. Um, I don't have any horses at the moment. I um, usually just ride for other people at rides. I'm in college. I'm a college student, so it's really hard and I can't really afford um, a horse. So I just, I love all the people that have let me ride for them and it's just really a blessing. But I can tell you my favorite horse that I've ridden so far. Um, her name is Gigi. She's a Palomino little Cora mare and she is owned actually no she's I think she's being sold by Jamie Lemon for a client and she was just one of my favorite horses to ride just because she was so responsive and you know whenever I asked for a lead she gave it so I think that automatically was points but I hope to have more favorites in the future um, I got into horses by a lady named Daryl and Butler um, she's just my favorite person in the whole world and um I started riding with her whenever I was seven and I just I never got out of riding in general and I didn't get into like endurance until this past year which is just really strange because Daryl and Butler is like the the queen of endurance like so if I started riding with her it would have made sense that I started earlier but you know, life got in the way and I didn't, but now I'm here and now I'm excited. Um, what is it about endurance that got me to stay with it? Just, I love being on a horse and being on a horse for that long, honestly, is such a dream. I love trotting, cantering. I love it all. So just doing that for hours on end just seems amazing. <laughs> um, my goals for the season my goals for this season is to complete at least 150. Ideally, I'd like to do two, but it's really hard um, because I ride for other people, so I have to rely on others. And I'm really grateful for them that have allowed me to do LDs on their horses. I really, I love every single person that's let me do that, and I've loved every single horse. And my um, 
conditioning and training well again i i don't have a horse so but my personal conditioning i think has been going very well um i don't get tired at the end of a ld like i did the very first time i did it now i you know i want to get back up and go again so i think that it's been going well and i guess my all-time goal my very very all-time goal would to be to successfully compete fei and ride for team usa now that is a very far off goal and it will not happen anytime soon probably after college but that is a goal right it's one of my ultimate goals so in a few years that's what i hope to be doing but right now i just i'm in love with the ride thank you so much hi my name's bella fricker i live in the uk uh, the weather lately has been snowy and cold and miserable, but I'm very lucky because I keep my horse um, at a livery yard and we have an indoor and an outdoor arena. So I spend most of my winter inside doing some dressage work to make my horse a bit stronger. Uh, my horse is an Anglo-Arab. He's nine years old. I've had him for three years. Uh, we've done two 80Ks now and he'll be starting his FEI career this year. Um, he's quite a tricky horse. He keeps me, me on my toes. I fall off quite a lot. Not for a uh, lack of skill, just because he is honestly the sharpest horse I have ever ridden. Um, I got into endurance riding through my granny, who is also an endurance rider, and she still rides even now. Um, yeah, so since I was like about two, I think I was put on her endurance horse and led around the garden. So it's been, <laughs> been in the family for quite a while. Um, the reason I love endurance is the partnership that you have with your horse and that massive sense of achievement when you get that final pass at the end and the vets give you that final sign off and you know that all your hard work has been worth it. Um, goals for the season, everything going to plan, definitely get a two star in. Um, yeah, that's my podcast. Hi, my name is Becky Hart. I'm from San Juan Batista, California in the Bay Area. And the weather here has been raining, raining, raining. Today it's finally sunny. And so we haven't been able to ride for a while. I've been riding endurance since 1974, and in all those years, I've ridden almost all Arabians. I did ride in Appaloosa at one ride. Um, the horse I have right now is a French-bred Arabian, but she also has lines that go back to Monier El Nafus, so she's got some of the best of Egyptian and really good French breeding. Her personality is just solid. She, um, if something scares her, she might spook, maybe, but then she gets right over it. She doesn't hold on to her fear. She lets it go quickly. The horse's name is Miss Limit, but I call her Queen Latifah. Well, actually, I call her Latifah. She'll get the queen when she deserves it. Uh, right now, she's just getting started in the sport of endurance, but I think she's got a promising future ahead of her. Latifa is a big girl, 16 hands, um, so that makes getting on and off a little tricky for me, but fortunately, she stands quietly. She doesn't move a muscle while I get on from a rock or a ditch or, or some kind of <laughs> elevated structure so that I can manage to get up onto her. 
I came into endurance from the show ring. I'd been showing English and Western pleasure, equitation, trail, you name it, even some saddle seat. I had a little Arab gelding, and everyone kept saying to me, that horse should really be doing endurance. And I boarded at a place where the owners of the farm rode endurance. They did one endurance ride a year, and everyone at the ranch would go out and crew for them. So one day, my horseshoer was told that he was too fat to ever finish an endurance ride, and he said, no, I'm not. I'll prove it. And I offered him my little horse, and they did finish their endurance ride together, the Drake's Bay ride. And after that, the horse had done a ride, so I felt like I should ride an endurance ride also. After we completed our first ride, I didn't walk well for about three days. I rode in a western saddle, cowboy boots, all the things that you don't see people riding in very much anymore, if ever. Uh, but I loved it. There was no judge telling me that my horse's head was too high or I didn't have enough silver on my saddle. It was the horse and me against the trail, and although it took us a long time to finish, we did finish, and it was a fantastic feeling to cross that finish line. I've been very lucky to stay in this sport for so long. I've had some incredibly good horses, two Hall of Fame horses, one named Kazan and one named Aro Grand Sultan, more commonly known as Rio. Both those horses won ride after ride, and Rio had 17 years of endurance um, under his belt. Together, we covered over 10,000 miles, and my, I have 22,000 miles in endurance right now. The sport continually challenges you, whether it's training the horse, keeping him calm, or dealing with adverse climate. Uh, you find out something about yourself as you stay in the sport, and and. You get in situations where you just have to tough it out and you start to realize how tough you could really be. I have a couple of goals for this season. One is to get Latifa on a few rides and start giving her some experience. She's seven years old and ready to go. Uh, the other goal, though, is that uh, I want to fit to write and finish the book about Rio. I've got it started and I'm interviewing people who were um, influential in his early yacht early life. And uh, so that's going to be quite a project. It won't be done this year, but um, I've got quite a bit written so far, and I want to really complete that project. That's probably my number one goal. But I hope to see people out on the trail as I ride this big, beautiful mare of mine. See you out there. Bye-bye. Hello, fellow endurance riders. I'm really excited about having a podcast that's specifically for endurance riders. And although I'm not too sure about doing a recording myself, I'm excited to hear other people's stories. So I guess I'll go ahead and do mine anyway. Um, my name is Becky Fronty. I'm from the Midwest region. I did quite a bit of endurance riding. Well, it seemed like it at the time. I did a lot of endurance training and some endurance rides, um, races during the 19, late 1980s. And I think my last ride was in 2000. Uh, last year I turned 60 and I decided that I was going to try to come back to endurance riding. I've missed it for all the years I've been out of it, but I had a lot of life circumstances that really didn't allow me to compete. So I'm gonna to try to come back. Um, my horses, I have two right now that I'm hoping to campaign for this year. Uh, they were my dream horses in utero at the time. I purchased the 
mare they were out of from uh she's a she was an old rush creek bred mare and the lady i bought her from believed that this would be her last foal um that's my horse tango i was lucky enough she gave me another baby um and that's my horse marina those are the two horses i'll be competing on although i have respectively one is 18 and one is 19 so we're going to have a combined age coming back to our sport i've been in uh, horses for um, ever since i was old enough to know what they were i was in love with them but i got my first job out of high school i put an ad for a job in the back of uh, the Arabian Horse News and was lucky enough to find a job, although I did mostly show horses at the time. Uh, trail riding was always a passion of mine and something that when the show ring kind of got to me and there was a lot of things I wasn't happy with going on in the world of showing. And when I got my own horses and decided what I wanted to do with them, it was endurance riding. So, um, as far as staying with it, uh, I stayed with it for quite a few years. I did have a pretty serious injury that put me kind of out for a little bit, and it was when limited distance was first uh, first being talked about, and I, I rode limited distance for a while because I couldn't ride any other distance at the time. My injury, I didn't heal well. I had a bone graft a year, almost a year after my original injury, so Riding limited distance, I will be forever grateful that that distance was created. As I had a horse I had ridden competitively for quite a few years who was an endurance horse at heart, and I really didn't want to go back to a sport that was difficult for him. He was very hard to keep at the speed that was uh, you needed to really keep to, to, to be successful at all in competitive. So uh, my goals for 2018... Um, I'm really just hoping to get back into the sport, see if I can maybe still do 50s. I'd like to be able to do 50s. It's kind of a lofty goal, but I would like to see if maybe there's a 100 in one of my horses' future, and maybe this year, or if not this year, then maybe next year. So conditioning's going well. The Midwest has been in the throes of a lot of cold and damp weather and some snow, but little by little, you know, we're kind of battling the elements a bit, getting some training in, and so far I'm pretty happy with where we're going with that. So um, I'd say that was my goals. I hope to meet some of you out on the trail um, in the coming year, I'll meet a lot of people who I've just followed on Facebook and some of you I've probably been friends with although I don't know you personally I'm excited to maybe meet some of you this year and have a safe season if I am able to do 50s that'll be great uh, just a, a test I guess of both of us and I know we're a little on the late side of things both with my age and theirs but there's some pretty tough horses out there that are about that age and still competing and I know some really tough ladies that are way over 60 that are competing and are still doing really well. So I hope to see a lot of you out there this year. Happy trails, everyone. Bye. Hi, my name is Barbara, and I live in Indiana in the Midwest region. I've done a few intro rides in the past, but this is my very first year as an official AERC member, and I am so excited and so looking forward to getting more involved in the world of endurance.
Of course, since this is my first year in endurance, I don't want to push my horse too far or too fast. Everything that I'm going to do is going to be with my horse's best interest in mind. And really my goal is just to get some more miles under our belt, some more experience, and um, just really to enjoy the season and end the season with a happy, healthy, sound horse. So I don't have any specific plans for which rides or how many rides um, that I'm going to do this season. There are several local rides that I would like to be able to go to if my mare is ready, but um, I'm just going to kind of play it all by ear this year. And um, speaking of being ready, <laughs> it is snowing right now. Um, it's supposed to be spring, but I'm looking out the window and it is completely white out there. Um, we've also got some freezing rain mixed in today and the forecast is calling for several inches of snow. So the 10 mile conditioning ride that I was planning to do, to do today is not happening. Um, it'll be an inside kind of day. So, and that's okay. I've got other things I, I need to do inside like cleaning tack. So I guess that's, um, going to be on the agenda for today. So once the weather does decide to cooperate with us and act like spring, I'll be back out on the trails with my horse that I'll be riding all season. Um, her name is Scarlett. She's an eight-year-old Arabian mare and I've had her for about a year. I got her last year completely unstarted. She was a clean slate, so I spent the summer getting to know her, doing some groundwork, and then I sent her to my trainer for several months uh, this fall and winter, and my trainer put a solid foundation on her and got her started under saddle, and then I brought her home in January, and since then, as the weather permits, I've been doing some conditioning rides and taking lessons on her, of course, with my trainer, um, and just getting to know her and building that partnership. Scarlett is all mare. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't say she's marish. She's not a jerk for, for the most part, <laughs> um, but she's definitely one of those horses that you have to earn her respect and you have to convince her that it's worth her while to do whatever you're asking. So in that regard, it's been an interesting challenge for me because I've had to alter my approach with her. Um, my gelding is very different personality-wise, and so with Scarlett, I've had to learn <laughs> um, how to approach her differently. But as she and I start to get in sync, and, and we're getting there, I'm starting to see glimmers of it. Um, as she and I get in sync and start to build that partnership, she and I are eventually going to have an amazing bond. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here, but I could see Scarlett and I earning a decade award or even more together in the future. Regardless, I certainly hope she will be a lifelong partner for me. There are all kinds of things I could tell you about Scarlett, about her personality, how she's a thinker, how she's very smart, um, and I've got several funny anecdotes and different stories about her quirky habits and behaviors, um, but I think I will leave those for another podcast, um, and I'll wrap it up here. 
So hopefully I will get to meet some of you all out on the trails or at some of the upcoming endurance rides. And in the meantime, happy trails and stay safe, everyone. Hi, my name is Nan Rush. This is my third year of distance riding. I ride with my daughter in the Midwest region and I have a Palomino Morgan and she has a quarter horse Mustang. Um, the first year we rode, we did CTR and had a mentor and my daughter ended up one of the rookies of the year. Last year, we had to ride LDs because our mentor was pregnant <laughs> and my daughter's horse was having some problems with tying up. So we've been doing a lot of research and supplementing and we're looking forward to conditioning this year more so that uh, we can avoid that problem. Our goal is to do a 50 near the end of the year this year and hopefully all the electrolytes and supplements will work to our advantage. Uh, we haven't had a big problem with our heavier muscled horses uh, pulsing down, etc. But uh, there's just so much to learn. The best thing about endurance riding is all the time I get to spend with my adult daughter conditioning and hanging out with people at ride camp with similar passions. The worst thing about endurance is the uh, hangover on Monday after a ride. I'm sore and tired, but it's so worth it. Hi guys, this is Brooke, and I just wanted to talk about my ride today. So today I rode um, at Shanghai in Texas, and it was really great weather. It was very, very, very windy, but no rain, and so that's good in my book. Um, I did the 30 mile, and I did it on a horse called DJB Zuberman, and he's owned by Daryl M. Butler. This was his first race ever, so I was very honored to be able to do that. And so at our first loop, whenever we headed off, he was very nervous because there was cattle guards everywhere and this horse had never seen cattle guards before so that was interesting he actually hopped over the first one they were covered but that didn't matter to him he was not having any of it and so that whole first loop he was really fighting me just in the beginning because he really wanted to go and catch up with other people he didn't want to stay with the buddy I'd assigned to him he wanted to keep going so that was fun but at the very end of the first loop, he started calming down considerably. I could just trot him on a loose rein. It was very nice to not be able to get yanking on him. He was just going freely with a nice motion. I was very happy with him for that. So after we got to our hold, he did really well. He pulsed down really quickly and he went out and he did the vet check like a champ. And then we went back up and up for round two. Round two went very smoothly. There was nothing bad about it. He stopped, he drank at every water tank, and we left, and he didn't, he wasn't spooking at the cattle guards anymore. He was a very good boy for his race. And at the end, whenever we went through, we got our completion, and we had a nice mid-pack finish, which is really what I was going for. The footing here wasn't too, too great, because uh, he's barefoot. 
if he was shod, then um, footing might have been okay. But because he was barefoot, I didn't want to risk anything. And also, I didn't want him to think at the race that if we're just going to go fast the whole time, because then he might not have a a second race. (laughs) So he did really, really well, and I'm really, really proud of him. And that was my Shanghai adventure. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Brittany and Fizz here from Virginia. I'm a 26-year-old plus-size equestrian, and Fizz is a 12-year-old Appaloosa. She's registered with the International Spotted Horse Registry as Cupid's Little Fizz. I'm going to tell you a little bit about us. Um, I got involved with horses at around 11 years old. I was the stereotypical little girl that was horse crazy. I asked for a pony every holiday, every birthday, especially for Christmas. Um... When I was 11, a friend, a family friend had an old Arab Welsh pony cross that I could learn on. And so for my 11th Christmas, my dream finally came true, and I've never stopped since. I've had a couple horses through the years, and at 16, I moved and had to sell my horse. So I went a few years without one, and I went to an equestrian college right out of high school. And after I graduated... I um, worked for a few farms and ended up at a quarter horse halter farm. I I was allowed a stall, so I started shopping, and in 2012, I bought Fizz. I bought her for $500 from a lady in Pennsylvania. Um, I fell in love with her with a picture, which is usually not the way you should buy a horse. (laughs) Um, Had no vet check, nothing. It ended up good, obviously, because I still have her, but uh, we've been together ever since. I found endurance... Through, I was looking up competitive trail riding, and that's how I ended up getting onto endurance. And it just really caught my eye, and the love that everybody has for their horses, and how their well-being comes above everything, which we all know does not usually happen in the show ring. Um, one of the other things that I fell in love with it about was that it's really what you make it. You know, you can be super competitive, you can be really laid back. It's, you know, all about your personal goals. If you want to be competitive with other riders, that's okay. You can do that. If you want to be competitive with just yourself, you can. If you don't want to be competitive at all and all you want to do is finish, that's perfectly fine. Um, You get to camp out with amazing people and go on these amazing trails that maybe necessarily you wouldn't typically go on on a regular day. Um, There are no size limits. There are no breed limits. There, you know, while certain breeds are more competitive, like the Arab, you can go and do it on any horse as long as you put the time and the dedication in to get that horse fit and ready. And as far as the rider goes, as long as you know what you're doing on your horse, that's it. You're, you're, nobody treats you any different. Nobody looks down on you. Um, everyone's there to have a good time. To me, that's the magic of endurance, that it's all inclusive. Um... For right now, my mare and I are not going to be very competitive. She just recently got through an injury. So my goal for this year is just to get on the trails, whether it's training or some competition trails. Who knows? I'll be happy with either at this point. Um, So I hope to see some of y'all out there. And if I don't this year, I look forward to hearing about your journeys with your horses. So I'm going to let you guys go for now. And happy trails. Hi, my name is Tara, and I'm from Wisconsin. I did my first limited distance endurance ride back in 1997, a 30-mile ride on a quarter horse. I had never heard of endurance racing before, and they knew nothing about it, but I quickly got hooked. 
And even though it was so long ago that I did my very first ride, I feel like I'm starting all over again. And I'm reminded of the journey I had and some of my favorite moments along the way to help give me the motivation as I struggle to reclaim the sport that I love so much. Raising kids, moving cross country, new home, new jobs, and saying goodbye to my two beloved endurance horses. It's hard to get back into the saddle after nearly 12 years away from the sport. I no longer have my trusted endurance partners or nearly the time to ride every day. So it's a struggle for me as I start over with a green horse and not as many miles behind me and not as many hours in the day as I'd like to have. And when I say I miss my endurance horses, don't picture your typical sleek, elegant, beautiful Arabian trotting across the trails. The two horses I competed on mainly was a Morgan who looked like he was better suited to pulling a plow and a 16 one hand thoroughbred with triple crown winning bloodlines running through his veins. That scared the hell out of me every time I got on him for the first two years. When I originally got into endurance riding, I had moved out west to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And after hearing a little bit about this crazy sport where you get to ride horses through the mountains on beautiful trails, I thought it would be a great way to see the country. So I traveled the Northwest region, competing on only three or four rides a year in Montana, Oregon, Washington, and Idaho, competing on my little plow horse and my crazy thoroughbred that I was pretty sure was going to kill me. I didn't exactly blend in, and I didn't have a crew to help me or friends to coach me, um, but what I did find along the way was that people were willing to share their experiences if you asked. I asked a lot of questions, and I learned a lot just by listening. And although many told me along the way that I would be better off with an Arab if I really wanted to do this thing called endurance, I felt like I became a better endurance rider by riding what I had. I had to work harder taking care of my horses. My Morgan was heavily muscled, not overly excited about hard work, but he would do anything he thought I wanted him to do. And I knew he would take care of me no matter what situation arose. My thoroughbred, on the other hand, had a heart of a racehorse, and he would allow me to override him without complaint which admittedly I did on one occasion, and I felt horrible about it, which again made me a better rider. I was forced to pay attention to every little detail and forced to take better care of them, knowing that they were taking care of me simply because I asked them to do this crazy thing. With resting heart rates of 44, it had its own challenges. No matter how good a condition they were in, they just weren't Arabians. My horses couldn't even be up 50% to pass pulse criteria, whereas the average fit Arabian could nearly double theirs. Um, yet, despite that, my horses were nearly always among the first to reach pulse criteria, even in some of the worst conditions. They were calm and they trusted me, and I would lead them into vet checks, having already loosened the girth long before we got there, long before they got to water. I would use trick training to assess their mental and physical states, and their responses told me as much about their condition as the stethoscope did for the vets. 
Over the next years, I spent many more miles in my thoroughbred simply because he liked it more. Um, and four years after doing our first 25 mile together, we completed our first 75 mile ride on what was the region's toughest course. And he was the only non-Arabian to finish. It was a proud moment for me and one of my favorite memories ever, reminding me that to finish is to win. The journey was a long one, but worth every mile, every detour. And even though I was last across the finish line after 75 miles, and even though there was no crew or familiar faces waiting for me there, there were fellow endurance riders. There were ride volunteers. They were cheering and clapping as I crossed the finish line just before dark. And even though as I rode that last loop, I thought for sure I'd come into an empty camp, it wasn't to be. People were there supporting me, even though they didn't know me or my horse. And I realized that everyone else respected the journey as well, possibly remembering their first, or maybe their worst, or their best ride. But knowing what it takes to get there, and what it takes just to finish, no matter what you ride. Hi, my name is Megan. I'm from Sheridan, Wyoming, right at the base of the Bighorn Mountains, where they hold the Bighorn 100 race. I'm representing all the noobs and people trying to get into the sport, as I've never actually ridden in an endurance race before, but it's a huge goal of mine. I feel like work and family, kids, weather, there's always something getting in the way. And I probably speak for a lot of people in similar shoes, dealing with real life and trying to get into it. Um, I have two horses. I have Arrow is a bay and white saddlebred Arabian paint cross. And Flint is actually my endurance, hopeful endurance prospect. He's also a five-year-old registered paint. He's a Dun Tobiano little guy about 14.1 hands. And he came to me totally wild and unhandled last year as a four-year-old. And he was going to be a rescue, retrain, and sell sort of project, but... He and I clicked so well that I'm actually going to keep him, and he's going to be the one that I'd like to condition for endurance. He comes from Hollywood Dunnett lines and some old ranch cutting, reining lines, and it just makes him sensitive and quick and easy to work with. I say he's more like working with a border collie than a horse. He just picks things up really quick, and he's a lot of fun, always really willing. Um, I've always loved horses since the beginning of my remembering pretty much. I don't have very horse-oriented parents, so getting any kind of formal riding training or lessons was always an uphill struggle, but I'm mostly self-taught, which has a lot of limitations that I'm very aware of, and I ask a lot of questions, a lot of dumb questions probably. I'm always open to advice, and I research a lot, try to read a lot, but I've done all right. I've started several colts now, and I've worked with some off-the-track thoroughbreds and ridden quite a bit. I, After college, um, real life kind of took over, and I fell out of horses for a few years. I was in a terrible, abusive marriage for a while, and after that, there was work. I'm building my career as an environmental radio chemist, and I'm in a wonderful, supportive marriage now, and we have a little two-and-a-half-year-old boy who takes up a lot of time. Um, I've always been interested in endurance. I love the to finish is to win motto. 
And I love the spirit of enduring rather than strictly competition so much. It's more of a competition between you and your horse with against the elements and everything else. So that's really appealing to me. I love that just about any horse with the right conditioning and training can do it. And that bodes well for us since we'll be kind of a ragtag team. Um, the people of Endurance so far seem extremely welcoming and supportive and kind. For some reason, the appeal of ride camp is seems like a lot of fun to me. It's just the camaraderie of the sport. Um, also, living out here in Wyoming, there's a lot of beautiful areas to ride, so just covering country and the hills and prairie and creeks and mountains, we cover a lot of ground. Um, so it's all kind of a win-win for me. Currently, we're sort of conditioning for just a 12-mile intro race ride um, in August, which seems like such a small goal compared to the people who are riding in 50s and 75-mile, 100-mile rides. I can't even wrap my head around that. But I'm currently pregnant with baby number two, and so even getting an intro ride this year, I would be so proud of us. And it would feel like such a miracle with a little three-month-old baby. But hopefully that'll happen. And we've been dealing with feet and chiro work and one thing after another. Um, saddle fit is issues were kind of a problem. I think we've got that figured out. I'm going to go with a treeless option, which I'm really excited about. We'll have a custom saddle made and... In the meantime, we've been doing some bareback work and groundwork and a lot of training and the conditioning that we can do being in a Wyoming winter and pregnant with no saddle. But it's a goal. And if I don't make it to that ride, I certainly plan on volunteering for any of the rides that are somewhat local to me. Um, of course, the Bighorn races but also there's the Fort House ride up in Montana, and if I am not riding, I'd like to volunteer the Fort Meade remount ride over in South Dakota. I would love to talk with people and meet people and see what tack people are riding in and meet their horses and ask more dumb questions and just learn a lot. Um, I've worked as a vet tech, so maybe I could help with some of the veterinarians there. Um, but if not, there's always next year that we can condition and ride in. Um, besides just endurance, I have a big goal of some solo packing up in our, our mountains. I'd love to pack with my horses and camp overnight or multiple nights. And next year, I'd also, I am also planning on adopting a BLM Mustang, which would probably also be an um, endurance prospect. That's always been something I'd love to do. And other than that, I'm just hoping to get out and ride when I can between <laughs> work and kids and everything else. Um, lots of real life getting in the way, but hopefully we'll get out there soon. Hello, my name is Derese White and I'm from the Oak Bank area in Manitoba, Canada. I come from the land of the ice and snow, so our competition season is relatively short. Thank goodness there is a group of us crazies who ride all winter. Well, it doesn't keep the horse at their fittest, it does help with some conditioning and it helps to pass the winter months. It actually can be a lot of fun. I presently have four horses, a gray, bay, chestnut, and a palomino. 
three are Arabians, and the Palomino is an Anglo-Arab. They are all mirrors. I have personalities that range from mild to full-on drama queen. They all have very different personalities, but each one is special to me in her own way. I got back into horses about 11 years ago after a 30-year absence. Life just got in the way, and there wasn't any time extra for anything other than a dog. In 2009, I was boarding at a stable, and one of the other boarders convinced me and a friend to join her at a local ride. I had so much fun, I begged her to bring me back the next day. I knew it was for me. There were a few hiccups in my life, so I wasn't able to get to another ride until 2011, and I was so easily hooked. I enjoy the challenge of endurance. I was never what someone would call an athlete. I can barely walk and chew gum at the same time. But I can, and I have ridden a horse for 100 miles. I like being able to say that. And if that goes on my epitaph, then that's great too. This year, I'm hoping to move my Anglo up to the 50 mile in, in distance. She completed one late last year, and she did, she did fine. She's a bit of a struggle, as she wants to do everything at full throttle, with bucking thrown in for my additional riding enjoyment. I have reminded her on numerous occasions that I'm just happy just to finish, but she has her own ideas. I hope to take her to Tevis in 2020, so she needs to get with the program. That's a bit about me, and I want to wish everybody an excellent ride season. Hi, my name is Abby Tennant. I'm an FEI three-star endurance rider based in Britain. I've been competing in endurance for about 16 years, where I started at the age of 12 as a junior rider. I was first introduced to the sport by my grandmother, Delwyn Hall, who has also ridden up to international level. I am also an FEI two-star judge in endurance, having started my exams several years ago and hope to aim to be four-star someday. At present, I have three horses, Barrick, who I've owned since 2010 and had my most successes with, from national classes to FEI 160. A highlight for us was winning the Gold Cup 160km two-day ride last year at Sirencester Park. My other two are homebred, out of my ex-championship Merchador. Jalanzo is only seven at present and will be starting his endurance season last year and will be continuing this season. He has a half-sister but chance, but she's just two at present. Both Barrick and Jalanza are pure French-bred Arabs and Bachance is an Anglo. So the start of the season has been quite slow due to the recent snowstorms which have swept across Britain. So my riding from home has had to be short due to not being able to get out due to the ice that's on our roads. The first ride of our season was then cancelled due to the snowstorms. So I haven't actually been able to train as much as I would have liked. This last weekend I was able to finally get out and go to Wentwood for two days with both boys. Jalanza competed 32 kilometres on the Saturday successfully with his lowest pulsings ever. And day two, I took Barrick, who stormed round the 40 kilometre, pulling all the way. Hopefully this is going to be the end of all the snow and we can finally get back to training for our next upcoming rides. Hi, this is Alice Hubert. I would like to share with you some insight into the sport of distance driving. My husband Ray and I each had horses or ponies growing up, but spent most of our early adulthood without horses. We got back into horses as adults when in 2002 we entered three raffles at the Midwest Horse Fair. One to win a miniature horse, one to win a one-year-old Percheron foal, and one to win an off-the-track standard bred. Well, we won the standard bred. Her name was Minnie Happy Times. It was the most expensive $5 we ever spent because we then had to get another horse to keep Minnie company, 
plus harnesses and carts, then a truck and trailer, and finally a farm in 2012. We have never regretted buying that raffle ticket. We have adopted and fostered several off-the-track standard breads since then, and distance driving is a great sport for retired racehorses. We have been doing distance driving since 2009. After our first competition, we were hooked. What is distance driving? Distance driving is like endurance riding, only with carts. Drivers are given a 12 to 25 mile course through the woods over rocks, logs, and water crossings. This is a timed event. For example, for a 12 mile course, we are typically given two hours plus or minus five minutes to finish. The winner is determined by whose horse is in the best shape at the end based on criteria such as heart rate, respiration, signs of lameness, and any time penalties for finishing too early or too late. Timing can be a challenge if you don't know the course, as GPSs can vary, so what is promoted as a 12-mile course might actually be closer to 10 or even 14 miles. Distance drivers share the trails with other riders such as endurance riders or competitive trail riders. We also encounter recreational trail riders. Many of these horses have never seen a cart, so they are surprised when they meet us on the trail. As part of the sport, drivers will stop for riders, and this can take quite a bit of time. Most ride managers understand that drivers need trails which are wider than single-track riding trails. Ideally, we want trails wide enough so carts can pass each other safely and riders have enough room to pass also. A lot of park managers, whether State Department of Natural Resources or private owners, have realized that by making horse trails wide enough for carts, the trails are also wide enough for maintenance vehicles, which makes their jobs easier. The advantages of distance driving versus driving in a ring are that distance driving, it doesn't matter if your hat matches your turnout. With distance driving, you get to spend two to four hours on the trail instead of two to four hours cleaning harness and carts. With distance driving, any kind of cart or harness will work as long as it is safe and sturdy. Any breed of horse can do this sport. In 2017, we had a Percheron, Welsh Shetland Cross, Halflinger, Miniatures, Morgans, Arabs, Appaloosas, Quarter Horses, and our standard reds competing against each other on the trails. One of the challenges of using an off-the-track racehorse is that some of them can be very competitive. My 21-year-old competition mare, Kay Macaroni, hasn't raced in almost 15 years. She is still determined to be the first to cross the line, whether it's another driving horse or an endurance horse competing on the same trails. In those situations, I have to decide whether I want to lose points because we finish early or I want to lose points because I slow K down, she fights me to try and catch up with the horse who passed her, and thus elevating her heart rate with frustration. Since the points lost for finishing early are usually less severe than points lost because of an elevated heart rate, I usually try to compromise with K and finish a bit early but at a reasonable pace. We have finished some two-hour events 20 minutes early. As Kay has aged, she is slowing down a bit, and for most events last year, we finished pretty close to our time. 
We even finished a 25-mile drive within one minute of our ideal time. My husband's horse, Lone Oak, is 16 years old and is not as competitive as Kay. He could care less if somebody passes him, except Kay, on the trail. He hated racing as a youngster, so his owners retired him when he was three after only eight races. The best he ever did was fifth place, winning a total of $64 in his life. We adopted Lone Oak when he was 12, and he seems to have found his niche. Lone Oak, also known as Loki, was a Midwest distance driving champion in 2016 and 2017. He likes being able to get out on the trail and trot for miles. We have Loki's half-brother, sports fanatic, at home also. He was a very successful harness racer, racing 222 times, winning more than 335,000 in his eight-year career. Sports Fanatic, also known as Sporty, traveled extensively as a racehorse, so loading him into a trailer and going to a new venue is no big deal. However, whereas Loki hated racing but loves trails, Sporty loved to race but doesn't like trails. The Midwest Distance Driving Association is the governing body for distance driving in the Midwest. Distance drivers follow the same rules as competitive trail riders. To learn more about our club or our sport, please visit us on Facebook. There are several standard bread adoption programs throughout the U.S. We use the American Standard Bread Adoption Program in DeSoto, Wisconsin. Standard breads make great distance driving horses because they already have a history of conditioning and traveling, and distance driving allows them to get out and compete, but they don't have to go 30 plus miles an hour anymore. See you on the trails! Well, folks, that is a wrap. The first episode is in the books, and if you can hear this, this means that I was successful at getting it done. I also wanted to say that my horse that I mentioned in the beginning with the major fracture, Carino's Fire, he was on two months of stall rest, not pasture rest, but now he is going out all day into a small paddock, and he's doing very well. So that is what made him one in a million, I think, also is that he survived um, such a devastating kick. And I realized that in my intro, while I included a lot of general information about me, I did not include my name. And I can only think this is because I feel so familiar with you guys already just from emails and texts and hearing your audio that I just left my name off of my intro. So in signing off, I will say that I am Christina Hike, equine photographer, wife, mother, friend, and lifelong horsewoman. And also I wanted to add, the reason I'm doing this podcast is not so much because I'm qualified to do so, though I wanted to do some good in the world and bring our endurance family closer together. I believe that God does not always call the qualified person. I believe that he qualifies the person he calls, and that is the case with me. Before I started this experience, um, I had no idea how to create or submit a podcast. This has been a huge learning curve for me. So thank you for your patience with me as I learn the podcasting ropes. And as I always tell my children, practice makes progress. So I promise I will get better at this with time. If you would like to send in your story, 
please send me an email at endurancehorsepodcast at gmail.com. Look us up on Facebook and please share this podcast with a friend. We look forward to hearing more of your stories in the future, though I do have to say that 16 people, 8 horse breeds, and 4 countries is a great start. I'd like to close with one of my favorite quotes, do small things with great love, and I hope that I was able to do that with this podcast. And until next time, this is Chris signing off for now, saying ride far, Ride well and ride often. As promised, here is the story of how I learned about this great sport of endurance riding. So Jim and I boarded um, at a stable in a town north of here. We had two horses boarded and there was an adorable quarter Arabian gelding out in the field with us and for two years I had trained horses there I had given ride-in lessons I was there all the time I never once met this horse's owner so one day I went into the office and somebody was in there writing out a check and I'd never seen her ended up it was his owner and she was a college student who couldn't afford him anymore and needed to get rid of him right away so she was going to ship him to an auction um, right up the road here that really it's a cattle auction and the horse hadn't been handled really he was outdoor boarded and I just knew in my heart that he was not going to find a home so I talked to my husband and my husband had been out there with me often and had became pals with this horse too long story short we made her an offer we bought the horse with the intention of reselling him which we eventually did but before we did that I put a bunch of training on him he became a lesson horse for me and I had children as young as seven years old riding him and nine years old and I had a nine-year-old little girl and she, uh, that was taking lessons and she started doing flying changes on him and it was it came to the point where yes it was it was difficult to board three horses so i made up an advertisement for him with some really great photos and i had him write out his story in first person about what kind of person he was looking for and at a local vet clinic open house i put these flyers everywhere and said that he was looking for a great human he found his great human she was an amazing woman and then she had him write me a letter back telling me what the two of them were up to. Um, we had sold him as a dressage horse, and he wrote me back telling how he became a competitive trail horse. And I did not know what competitive trail was, so she got my curiosity up, and I sent an email saying, what is this competitive trail you speak of? I've never heard of such a thing. Is it a trail class out in the woods? So I waited and waited and got this email back that said, no, it is not a trail class out in the woods, silly. And here's a clinic for you to go to because she tried to explain it to me and I just didn't know what it was. So I did go to a clinic um, 
that had a mock ride, and I, I didn't do the mock ride. I was just kind of skeptical of what was this thing, and I learned a lot. And I thought, I want to go to another clinic. And luckily, there was another clinic not far from me, a, a, like a month later, um, and I actually took my horse to the clinic. And he it, it was a very short ride. Uh, it was uh, called a Taste of Endurance ride. It was like five miles, and it was based off the competitive trail judging. And my horse won the, the ride, which five miles, I know, that's not even a conditioning ride. But it definitely was a taste of endurance riding because of the people. It was It was a potluck. It was educational. Everybody was friendly. It was fun. It was wonderful. It gave me this overall feeling for the vibe that the the sport gives here in the Midwest, which is super supportive. And um, that's how I knew I was going to get into endurance riding. So it's it's kind of one of those circular stories there, where this horse um, helped me find endurance riding because I helped him find his his family and his future life. So that's my story. We enjoyed having you along for the ride. Endurance Horse Podcast is where you get to share your adventures of riding good horses through beautiful country. Many stresses in life are washed away by a good gallop, a steady trot, or by simply saddling up your favourite horse for an easy ride. Remember, every mile a memory.